Hello. 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 Hello, my name is Matthew West, and I'm the host of this podcast. It's called the Matthew West Podcast. I really hope you like it. Hello. Hey, can I tell you something that the West family is passionate about? Me and Emily West, we are passionate about getting our kids excited about scripture, about God's word. And that's why we love the Adventure Bible. And you're going to love it too. You can take your kids on an adventure through God's word with the number one Bible for kids. The Adventure Bible is available in five translations and a variety of colorful bindings too. Kids are going to be captivated with the full color features that make reading the Bible and memorizing verses engaging and fun. Along the way, they're going to meet all types of people, see all sorts of places, and learn all kinds of things about the Bible. Most importantly, they're going to grow closer in their relationship with God. The Adventure Bible features captivating, full-color features that get kids engaged with God's Word. You get to live it. Hands-on activities help you apply biblical truths to your life. These are words to treasure. Highlights great verses to memorize. It is so cool. 20 special pages as well. Focus on topics such as famous people of the Bible, highlights of the life of Jesus, how to pray, and the love passage for kids, all with a jungle safari theme. You know, I think I'm just going to start reading this Bible. The Adventure Bible is recommended by more Christian schools and churches than any other Bible for kids. More information about Adventure Bible plus free activities and teaching resources are available now at AdventureBible.com. That's AdventureBible.com. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you like it. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to August. Welcome to the heat dome. Did you know that's what we're in? I heard that on the news the other day, the term heat dome. I guess it's coming for us if it hasn't already. It is so hot and sweaty in Nashville. I'm telling you what I mean. That's where the term hot chicken comes from in Nashville. It has nothing to do with with its spiciness. It's just these poor chickens are running around. It's it's so it's so hot. That was a horrible joke. But uh, anyways, I hope you're uh, trying to stay cool wherever you are. And this episode is going to be so cool because my guest is so cool. But first, I want to make sure you've had the chance to sign up for the video devotional teaching series that I am doing on the theme of No What Ifs. If you haven't already, I filmed an eight-week teaching series, and our ministry exclusively delivers these to your email inbox once a week. So you can listen to the podcast every Wednesday, and then every Thursday, you can sit and wait at your laptop or your phone eagerly anticipating the arrival of an email from my ministry called Pop We. Um, and you can sign up at popwe.org. Right at the front of the website, you can sign up to start receiving. It's a free gift from us to you, just another way to help pointing you, uh, to help continue to point you towards Jesus and, and remember to spend some time with him every single day. So be sure to sign up for the What If Video Devo teaching series. Let's see, what else did I want to make sure that you know well, uh, we are celebrating, uh, this is the one-year birthday of this podcast. So throughout the month of August, we will be celebrating in some fun and unique ways. I think I've got some new podcast merch coming your way soon, but I'll, uh, I'll announce more on that later. You know what? Let's get into the show today. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. I'm getting the chance to talk to somebody who I've had the chance to write several songs with over the past year. She's a young a new recording artist who is blowing up right now. Her voice is incredible. Her testimony is powerful. And it's so cool to see this young generation of talented people who want to use their gifts for God. Um, her, she and her family have experienced some real tragedy in their family, in their lives. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what her story is and what her desire is with the music that she's now putting into the world. We're going to talk about her new song that's climbing up the charts we've had a chance to write together called My Jesus. Without further ado, let's go to the story house with Capitol Recording Artist, Kentucky Girl, Ann Wilson. 
She is Ann Wilson, and she is in the Story House. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Matthew. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm so fired up. Now, uh, the first thing I would like the world to know, it's not about what you want the world to know about Ann Wilson. It's what I want the world to know about (laughs) Ann Wilson. The first thing I would think to tell the world is that Anne runs on Duncan. Oh, yes. That is amazing. <laughs> just kidding. But that, but that is <laughs> a detail. That's true. That's absolutely true. Describe, tell me where your love from Duncan, for Dunkin' Donuts came from, like where it started. Because that's known as like a, like people in New Hampshire and yeah. out east love Dunkin'. And then it's more Starbucks in this part of the country. Yes. But you are from Kentucky and yet you love Starbucks. Tell me why. You mean Duncan? Oh, what did I say? Star- <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah, you love Duncan. Yeah. I hate Starbucks. What? Yeah, it's disgusting. <gasps> you know they're the sponsor so- of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you just well, I don't even <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm kidding. They're not. Um, <laughs> so you love Duncan. So basically, I think the first time I had it, I was on the way to the beach, and it was actually in Nashville, and I had never been to Nashville, <laughs> and um, I had Duncan, and I just remember falling in love. It was like that moment when you just. <laughs> Like, <laughs> just fall completely in love. And, um, and with then... A, with a coffee drink. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. And then there was only one location in Lexington where I grew up. So I just kind of would go every now and then. And then I really realized, like, wait, this is, like, this is everything to me. Like, Duncan <laughs> means everything. <laughs> so it's Jesus... Duncan. Duncan? Yeah. <laughs> Even ahead of fam. Oh, okay, we won't go no. there. So, but you have a specific drink. Yes. And I made sure that you had it when you got, you got it here. For me. That was so sweet. Well, that's what I was that's why I brought this up, just to highlight how nice yes. I am. Yes. But it's a tell, it's tell a, everyone your uh, drink. vanilla iced coffee with almond milk. So it's so good. It slaps. It's almond wait, it milk. It slaps? Yeah. What does that mean? Have you never heard that? Well, that's it's a, like means like it's really good. See, like it slaps. All right. Now the fact that you're already using language that's cool. <laughs> let this is where we should start. Yes. Do you mind telling the audience how old you are? I'm 19. 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Brand new recording artist from Lexington, Kentucky. You're too young to even know what your signature drink at Dunkin' Donuts is. And yet you have <laughs> one. And, and w- so what would your dream be to have Dunkin' Donuts like sponsor me? Yeah. Yeah. That's your thing. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But obviously, like, I dream of that, you know? Because <laughs> there's nothing, there's no other product that I love, like any food or anything that I really love except Duncan. Like, Duncan's the only thing for me that I'm like, I have to have it. <laughs> like, everywhere I go, it's my, like, joy and happiness. <laughs> it means everything. It's also cheaper than Starbucks. Oh. And see, the flavor of coffee, it doesn't taste burnt. Like, Starbucks coffee yes. tastes burnt. Don't yes. you think? Like I, I will agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Although, so I've been getting into these, um, the uh, shaken espressos at Starbucks. Oh, those, no, those are good. Have the, you had the honey yeah. uh, brown sugar? I like that. Or whatever that one is. That one's That's really pretty good. good. Yeah. But it's all Duncan for you all the way. Yeah. And I've learned way. that. And so when you come over to the Story House so or when we ride at our friend Jeff Pardo's studio, yeah. We know that we're going to have Dunkin' Donuts. We have Donuts. to have Dunkin'. It's Dunkin' Donuts yes. or bust. Now, remember <laughs> the last time you were over here, we had an epic DoorDash fail. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Well, I'm trying to think. I ordered you your... You got me You got me and AJ a coffee. Right. And then we got a large black coffee and like six donuts. Yeah, so something. we ordered your special drink, two versions of it. Yes. And then instead they sent a large black coffee and yeah. four... Glades don't. Yeah, yeah. It was the most bizarre. It was so weird. DoorDash fail ever. Yeah. But I we know. still live to tell about it. We've written several yes. songs together, and I just have to say, I'm a huge fan. Oh, you're so sweet. I have loved getting to know you and hang with you, mm, see your too. heart, your heart for Dunkin' Donuts, but most importantly, <laughs> your heart for the Lord. That's so and sweet. And that's why I wanted you to be on this podcast. Now, a lot of people are starting to get to hear from you. They're starting to know you. They're starting to follow you on social media, and we're going to be telling everybody where they can follow you on all the things, right? But your your latest song, your brand new song, My Jesus, is out on the radio. We're going to yeah. talk about that in a moment. But first, 19-year-old Ann Wilson from Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how you got started singing and how you, like, was music always a passion for you or is this something that has come to you recently? It wasn't a passion. Like, it wasn't something that I grew up wanting to do. I wanted to be an astronaut and work for NASA. Really? Yes, which is crazy. Did you um, ever go, like, did you ever look at that? Um, they used to have this, like, NASA camp. I looked kids. into going to one of those, but it was kind of one of those things where it was like, I don't know if it was going to be, 
you know, helpful or anything. Yeah. It was so I went to NASA in eighth grade with my mom in Cape Canaveral, like the yes. museum. Oh, I've, but it's I've also, been there. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. And there was like a retired astronaut there. I think sometimes they just kind of go to to meet people and take pictures. So we, we had like a small conversation with him and I was really on this path. It wasn't like a kid's dream. It was, it was like, that's what I was going to do. And no I loved math and science from the very beginning of, of school and I hated writing. So to okay, be a that... writer now is so weird because I hated writing papers, but my pride and joy and like it was fun for me in school was to write, to do math and to do science. That was fun for that you? That was fun for me. Okay. And see. it was it was easy for me. Really? And, but writing was very hard for me. I could not write papers. I had a really hard time in writing class in English. So it was this weird thing of just really loving math and science. And when I was in seventh grade, our science teacher taught us about astronomy. And I had never really studied like the stars or the planets or anything. And I just remember at that time, I was a brand new Christian. And I was so in love with Jesus. And I remember hearing about like space and the universe and just remembering like, wow, there's so much more to the universe that we don't see here on oh, earth. That's cool. And, you know, we're literally a ball in earth, in, in yeah. space, you yeah. know, like this massive <laughs> universe. And I was like, God is like, I love creation here and God's creation here is amazing, but there's a whole other part of his creation that yeah. we don't ever get to yeah. see. And I wanted to be one of the few that got to see that with my own eyes. Wow. And so that was kind of the passion behind me wanting to do being an astronaut. So it's funny because you think about like what you just said about astronomy and like the just the little that we know, the little that we see yeah. is really an awesome parallel to just the depths of God's grace and his yeah, love for totally. us. Like we think we've tasted and seen the fullness of it and we have no, no. idea. And it's funny too, because here we were today, just to give the listeners some perspective, like yeah. we're talking post songwriting session mm -hmm. and we've just written a song about heaven and really talking yeah. about just the reality of like no eye has seen no mm -hmm. ear has heard and you were bringing up all these scriptures yeah so that's really cool remind me to tell you um i have a friend have you been to nasa in houston i have not okay no. so i've got a friend um you know i've kind of a big deal i've got an astronaut friend <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> and um, because they took my song, this will happen to you someday. Uh, um, my song was in space one time. That's so cool. And so I was forever connected oh with this gosh, one astronaut. It was the coolest thing. But my family got to take this behind the scenes tour in Houston and That's it was so cool. epic. And so you'll have wow. to do that. I would love so to. So now tell me what, okay, so I can tell even at 19 years old, you're somebody who. I, I I would call you um, an old soul. Mm. Have you heard that term before? A lot, yeah. Yeah, and and you've probably heard that maybe even associated with you. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's one of my favorite movies is called It's a Wonderful Life, and there's a scene where the dad is talking to Jimmy Stewart and he's comparing him to his younger brother, and he's like he's like, but George, you were born older, and I always th liked that idea, but I feel That's like cool. you were born older, like you have an old soul, so that when you say you had a dream even as a young kid, yeah. I could see that you were someone who was going to really set their mind Definitely. to it because you're doing that with your music now. Yeah. But what wound up making like the dream of being an astronaut kind of be pushed aside? When you have a dream, sometimes it's not God's plan. And mm. so, um, you know, the verse that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, I always used to think of that verse as like, I'm going to delight myself in him. And he's going to give me the desires of my heart because that's what it says. And that's that's partly what it means. But it's also this thing of like, God's desire that he places in your heart is often way greater than what your desire is, if that makes sense. Mm. So growing up, I played piano. My mom made me take piano lessons. Forced so it you. Was like, horrible. did you hate it? I hated it. Wow. I would scream and cry and I would fight. And like, I was like, I'm not taking piano. But she always just made the three of us take piano. She's like, this is what you're going to do if you're in our family. We want you to be musical. The three of us being? The three of us. Jacob, Elizabeth, and then me. Okay. So. And are you the... Youngest. Youngest, okay. My sister's 23. Okay. Um, and so this is where it comes to this place of, I went through a really hard tragedy and I lost my brother in a car accident. Jacob. Jacob, okay. yeah. He was 23, died in a car accident, was super tragic, um, was the hardest time of my life and is continuing to be the hardest time of my life four years later. But it was just really a traumatic time. We were very close with each other, the three of us were, and mm. um, we just had a really close relationship. And I think it's because my parents always cultivated that for us. Like they always, we, we always did stuff together as a family, even was when he was in college and out of college. It was like we just always made sure that our family spent time together. Wow. And that was a really hard time in my life, but God used that moment 
those moments in my life to really pull me back to him. Mm. And so about a week after Jacob died, um, I just started to worship God like never before. And Mm. I just remember I had this thing in my heart where my medicine was worshiping him. Like Mm. it wasn't going to people or different items or things like most people would turn to. It was like, I wanted to just worship him. And when I would worship him, Mm. I would be healed. Were you by yourself? Like tell me what was going on. So I would be like at the piano downstairs and this is where the piano came in for the first time. The very thing that you wished you didn't have to do lessons. And I would enjoy playing it. It was like, Mm. I can't wait to worship God. Like this is, you know, this is enjoyable. So one of the days, um, family had left and it was just me and my parents and my sister and my mom overheard me sing. And at this point in time, I had never sang in front of anyone before. I was just, you know, doing my own thing. So she comes into the room and she's like, Ann, I didn't know that you could sing. And I'm like, mom, I don't sing. I'm just, I'm trying to worship God right now. I don't know what this is. I don't, you know, and I wasn't even thinking about my voice. I was just like, I'm just worshiping God, basically. And so she asks me if I would be willing to sing at the funeral for Jacob. So this was right after This was right, Jacob like passed. a few days after. Oh, yeah. Man. And so we couldn't find anyone to sing, but she wanted someone to sing, obviously, for her son's funeral. And I prayed about it. And of course, I felt like God was leading me to it. And so um, I had a friend that played violin and another friend that played guitar that I went to high school with. And I was just like, hey, can you guys play with me? And so we put together a version of What a Beautiful Name by Hillsong, oh, which was, yeah, yeah. Wow. which is one of my favorite songs. It was like a, such a healing song for me. Oh, it's such a good song. It's amazing. And it was like, that was the only song that brought me com- comfort, just like declaring those words in the midst of tragedy. And I think that that's a really important thing is that when we're in seasons like that, we don't lose sight of worshiping God through those hard times. Like mm. we have to remember, we have to worship God through the dark times. That's mm. when we grow closer to him. And that's when we like cultivate this really strong relationship with him. How did you get through singing that song at your own brother's Yeah, memorial? It was really hard, um, but this is where the cool story comes in. Um, I was walking up on the stage. There were 1,200 people there. The church could only hold a 1,000. Mm. So they were just like, it was packed. So your brother's life impacted a lot of people. Yes, definitely. Wow. Even people that we had, families that we had disconnected with, you know, mm-hmm. or little arguments over the years, everyone kind of came back and every relationship was restored and That's healed sweet. in our family, That's which was sweet. amazing. But I was um, walking up on stage. I was very nervous, very terrified. I was shaking all over, you know, so sad, about to cry my eyes out. And I sit down at the piano mm. and I'm, I was going to start the song. So everyone was kind of waiting for me to look at them and the guitar player to like, start the song. So I sat there and I heard God's voice speak to me and I had never heard his voice before. Mm. And he said to me, clear as day, he said, Anne, this is what I'm calling you to do. I'm calling you to praise and worship my name. Mm. And so at that moment, all nervousness was taken out of me and I felt like so much peace. And so I was on stage in front of all these people grieving. But then all of a sudden it was like, there was no nerves. There was nothing. I was just joyful. And I was able to just sing to the Lord, like with this worship heart. It was so amazing. And so I kind of just had heard my calling. Like the reason that God created me, he just told me, like he just told me what I was going to do in my life. But I didn't know what that looked like, obviously. So what's crazy is I'm just connecting some dots, even as I'm hearing you talk. Cause I don't know that I heard that. The I don't part, think, yeah, I don't think you've heard. All I that. knew about. I mean, we've written about your brother. We've written about, you know, that experience, your family. and But to hear you say that you felt God call you in that moment Mm -hmm. to uh, glorify his name or Mm -hmm. to sing. And to me, what I was just connecting the dots is without even knowing that, we sat down and wrote a song that wound up being, so your first song on the radio literally has Mm -hmm. the name of Jesus Jesus. in the title. (laughs) I know it's and crazy. You, so you already connected those dots. I'm totally. late to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's amazing. I, I want to ask you though: Was your family like? So your mom was shocked when she heard you sing. Yeah, definitely. And was your whole family like sharing that same like? Wait a minute, what? Yeah, they were like, "Where is this coming from? Have you been singing? You know, without us knowing?" And because it sounds like you've been singing for years. Oh, it's so sweet. Like you have this seasoned voice. And I, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people and a lot of young artists too, but like to see you get into the studio when we write a song, it'll be brand new and you're in, you're in front of the mic singing it mm-hmm. like, you're so sweet. like you, 
learn the like you wrote the song 20 years ago or something like it's got yeah. this i don't know you just carry yourself with Thank you. it's an it thing you know but so your family was kind of like what is happening right now yeah they were like where has this been like we didn't know you sang and i mean i sang in the car to songs on the radio but it's not like i would do karaoke with my friends like i never sang in front of anyone and it wasn't your dream so you no, weren't not booking coffee shops or- no like that was the last thing on in my head my my main focus it was he died in, on june 7th so i had just finished my freshman year of high school june 7th what year 2017 2017 okay. and so my main focus was okay now that i've got school like i I got to get good grades because I want to be an astronaut. So I had just finished a really hard year of school. Um, we did biology that year and just was very focused on school. I always was very disciplined with school. So I just come out of a school year and then we went on vacation and then we were into summer. And so I was never, you know, I was just never thinking about music or like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do this or that. Um, it was always just like, you know, I'm going to be an astronaut and work for NASA. So my parents and family was very shocked and stuff. So one of the main requests after the funeral, people would come up to me and, you know, obviously say they're sorry and whatever. But then they would they would say, like, you should take this song and make a video out of it and put it on YouTube to dedicate it to Jacob. The song you sang at, at the funeral. Okay. Yeah, what a beautiful, what a beautiful name. name. Yeah. So you put a video on we YouTube? Did on YouTube. Okay. So in about a month or two, it went viral. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. I had braces on. I was 15. Like, I mean, like it was crazy. And I just posted it for Jacob. I did not want anything out of it. It was just a family video. So that's actually how everything got started was a guy that works for my now manager. Heard it or heard saw the, song, the video? Saw the video, said that they felt the Holy Spirit immediately from the video, which was, um, thank God for that. Wow. And was like, reached out to me on Instagram and I was at school when I saw the message. It was like November. And they were like, hey, we know this guy named Jason Davis. He's a manager in Nashville. Would you be willing to come meet him? We just want to get to know you, your story, all that kind of stuff. And so we met him on January 5th, 2018. Mm. And uh, that was kind of the first moment. I want to make sure that I revisit one of the things that you said about yeah. your brother, too, because I know... I appreciated the honesty in what you shared is that your brother passing away was the hardest thing, but continues to be the hardest Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, Here you are four years later and you're very honest about that. And we've got a song that we wrote together called no place like home. And we Mm -hmm. talk, you know, I mean, you're really telling the story of remembering your brother and you guys were very close. Yes. And all the colors from that song come from just the real life story of, of, uh, Absolutely. You know, where you would, how he'd pick you up and where yeah. you'd go together. And, and it just, I, I, I mean, we sat there crying, writing that song mm-hmm. and just that I felt like you let me and Jeff, who we wrote together, like, it's like, we got to be kind of get a window inside your family and your yeah, world. And I could definitely. tell how close your family is, but talk a little bit about why it's still the hardest time of your life. Cause here you are, you're seeing lots of your you know, new dreams come true. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, not to be too uh, space minded in my language, but you're really going through the stratosphere (laughs) as a recording artist. I know that's cheesy. Sorry, I'm a dad. But but like, you know, you're at the same time, there's still very much this aching and this grieving even four years later. Talk about that a little bit. I think that losing a loved one never goes away. Like that feeling of that, that void, it, it never goes away. And someone told me, this morning, actually, like when you lose someone you love and you have that void, that's almost a good thing because it's showing you that like you had such a deep relationship with that person. And if I live to be 90, like I know that even up to that day, I'm going to really struggle because it's, you have this person in your life that is there every day. You call them, you text them, you can hug them, you can hang out with them, you know, especially a brother because he was kind of like a protector for me and Mm. we would go on dates together. And he always set this really good example for, you know, my one day husband and all these really amazing things. He was a protector of yours too, probably. Yes, absolutely. And was just like the biggest encourager of me and my sister and anything we ever wanted to do. So when you lose that in your life and then you just wake up and they're gone, Mm. you know, it's, it's an odd thing. And especially like, I always feared losing my parents as a kid, but I never thought that I would lose a sibling because that's just not the order of life, you know? And so that was just really hard for me to to wrap my head around. But it's just one of those things where it's like, 
it's always going to be hard because you were used to having them. You had this strong relationship with them and then they're gone. And I think the hardest part for me is not being able to call him and hug him and Mm -hmm. talk to him. I wish there was a way that we could communicate. Mm -hmm. And I know that he's listening and I know that he's in heaven and he's with the Lord, but it's like, I wish I could just talk to him, you know? Yeah. What do you think he would be thinking about what's happening with how your voice is now getting heard? around the country and around the world. Like, oh, man. you know, I know your mom and dad and your sister are so proud of you, mm. but do you think about how I Jacob do. would be cheering you yeah. on? Someone asked me that the other day and that was the first time I'd been asked that question. And I was like, you know, that's a really great question. I feel like he would be just so excited mm. and proud, you know, um, because it, he was always about whatever me and Elizabeth wanted to do. He was always supportive of that. So even as crazy as it was me wanting to go to space and literally sometimes you go and you know, you're not going to come back. Like that was the dream, you know, he was so supportive of that. And so I think that he would just be blown away. And I know he is blown away by what yeah. God's doing, you know, and, yeah. and that it's from losing him came all these things, yeah. you know? And so that's the thing, like when I'm dealing with the grief and the loss, I look at it I'm like, I miss you so much. And I would give all of this to have you back. Mm. But I'm so grateful that God took these ashes and, you know, instead gave us so much beauty for our family to have. I wrote this song once. It's to somebody who I cared very much about who passed away. Mm. And the line says, there's a line that says, they, they say there's a cloud of witnesses cheering everybody on. And in that choir of angels, I know you're the loudest one. And I was thinking wow, about, because this person who I lost was was a real champion of mine. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was always cheering me on. And it sounds like yeah. Jacob is is one of the the cheerleaders that's yeah. cheering you on, that has that has continued to uh, be an inspiration for you. One Absolutely. of the things, I know you listen to my podcast every week religiously, right? <laughs> Along with your Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. I'm not going to ask you to tell a lie. Don't lie. But um, I ask every guest to tell me their blue couch story. Have you heard mm, me talk about the blue couch I story? Haven't, no. Okay, well, so when I was 13 years old, I asked Jesus into my heart oh, watching a Billy so Graham crusade sweet. and I was sitting on a blue couch that's in amazing. the basement of my home in Chicago. <laughs> and so what I mean by a blue couch story is a moment where where God became real to me. Mm. And what I've learned yeah. in my life is that God desires not just to have one blue couch moment with us. But it's like there's an old hymn that says, and he walks with me and he talks with me. In other words, like God desires to show himself to be real to us every step along the way. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up now is because, you know, I would ask you, what's the moment you first said yes to Jesus. Mm. And and I if you want to answer that question, I'd love yeah. to hear it. But I'll tell you, it feels like what you were just describing to me, sitting at the piano, mm-hmm. playing What a Beautiful Name, and just finding yourself worshiping God in the midst of your grief mm. and then feeling God speak to you. Those felt like, you know, your blue couch moment was on a piano bench. Yes, right? Definitely. Would you say that's yeah. one of the blue couch moments in your yeah. life? Yeah, I mean, I think that that was a moment where faith became real for me mm, and that's meaning what I'm like, about. you know, cause up to that point, it says, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. But I was like, okay, like I trust you, whatever. But when this moment happened, you have to trust him fully. And I had never done that before. And it was like trusting God with every breath that I had. I was like, I don't care what tomorrow looks like. My life is now yours. Do what you want with me. I'm your vessel. Use me in what in ways you want me to use me, whatever. Because it was like, I know that the reason I'm here on earth is to tell people about you and to grow the kingdom of God and to take as many people with me to heaven as I can. Wow. And it was also this moment of, you know, the Bible just talks about grief and Jesus weeping with you. And it was this, I, I could feel the tangible love of God that whole season because it was like, he's weeping with me. He's walking with me right now. He's not leaving me. And God would give me every single breath. Like there would be times where I thought I can't even breathe. I'm so depressed right now. And he would supply me for my next breath. He wouldn't give me what I needed sometimes for even the whole day. It was like just for each moment every hour, whatever, he was giving me exactly what I needed to, to push through and to like give me more strength. And so I think like I met, really met the love of Jesus that season and just like the fact that he's tangible, you know, and I know we can't touch him, but we can feel him. Yeah. And that's a really important part of faith is when you just believe that and that's you can powerful. start feeling him, you know, and feel his presence and feel his love and all those things. And so that was definitely that, that moment for me. So 
your faith is becoming real to you in the middle of the most real pain that you've ever felt in your life. Yeah. And now you're starting to like discover this very real gift that you have Definitely. to make music and and yet it's it's music with a focus. You now know what you're here on this earth yeah, for. Yeah, absolutely. When so you you wind up signing with this manager, it happens pretty quickly for you, right? I mean, this is not <laughs> yeah. um it's this crazy. you you wind up getting a record deal pretty quickly. Like you Yeah, it was about a year and a half. And you weren't on American Idol mm-hmm. or anything like that and you didn't you weren't necessarily like I mean, you're young. You weren't booking a hundred yeah. shows around the country. Yes. These people just heard you sing. Yep. And then you wind up signing with a label that I was with for many years, Capitol Records, right? And what and was that two years ago? That was not even October 2019. Holy so cow. Not even two years ago. Yeah. And now here we are. Mm-hmm. You're writing songs like crazy. Talk about like what does a week in the life of Ann Wilson look like right now? And it's writing season right now for my next project. So that's kind of at, you know, everything I'm doing is writing. And then I'm playing so many shows, which has been so fun because, you know, I never really had a season where I was playing tons of shows because it was like just starting out as an artist and then COVID hit. So now it's kind of my first season of playing tons of shows and festivals this summer. What's that like? It's amazing. Yeah. It's so much fun. That's my favorite part because yeah. for the first two years, I was in a studio all the time, writing, recording, which was amazing. And those are my favorite moments too. But getting to go out on the road and hear people's stories and see how my songs have touched them and the way that God's working yeah. through my songs to impact them. That's my favorite thing. And um, have you talked about Jacob and your family's story during your shows? Yeah. So No Place Like Home is not out yet, but I always sing it at shows. So tell me what the reaction is. Like what, when you share about, isn't it crazy to think about, I mean, we, the Bible, I mean, we should see this by now, but just how God uses the parts of our stories that mm. that we might wish we never had. Yeah. And I, I can't help but think that when you share about your loss, yes. that people come out of the woodwork and want to oh, share definitely. with you their Yeah, grief. I mean, like, it's, you know, one of my favorite moments. I did a super small four, like a four-show Christmas thing in this past Christmas. And a guy came out of the, it was like a recovery thing, but a guy came out of the, the crowd and uh, at the merch table and his mask was like, drenched in tears and he was probably like 60 70 years old and he comes over to me and he could barely talk he was crying so hard and he was like because I sang no place like home and he was like your song no place like home you have no idea how much that impacted Mm. me I lost my son 10 years ago and I just now let go of my anger towards God and I just now like gave back my life to the Lord and so no place like home impacts people in a lot of ways because it's like you have these people who you know, don't know the Lord and they hear the song and it leads them to the Lord, which is crazy because it's not that kind of song. But then you have people that it's a, it's a story song. It's about me and Jacob's memories together, but it always resonates with people and their, and their memories own. with their loved ones. And that's yeah. the power of story. It's that's why so I love amazing. doing this podcast is because yeah. you're telling a very specific story and yet people can find their own way in where they're Absolutely. connecting your story with their story. And as yeah. unique and different as we all are, we are all connected. Absolutely. And one of the things that connects us all is the broken chapters in our lives, so the true. wounded parts of our stories. Yeah. And somebody out there is listening right now who's dealt with loss in their yeah. life and they're going, okay, me too. Like they Definitely. feel what you feel on yeah. a deep, deep level. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? Do you ever feel like you're just hitting a block, or maybe hitting your head against the ceiling, or or maybe you feel like you're just trying to work things out on your own and you could just use some help. Well, let me tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. This is so convenient and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Now, I want you to know this is not self-help. Lord knows self-help isn't going to get us where we need to go. This is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. If you've ever been there, you know what that feels like. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if that's ever needed. It's more affordable than traditional 
offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Now, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. Licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationship, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, the list goes on. Listen, we've all got stuff we're dealing with and we can't make it through this life on our own. We need help and maybe better help can help you out. These guys are convenient, professional, affordable, and anything you share is confidential. You can check out the testimonials that are posted daily on their site. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So listen, I want you to start living a happier and more fulfilling life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com MWP. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com MWP. My friends, I'm about to tell you something that kind of hits different today. And the reason is because the management company I started, Storyhouse Collective, has just lost one of our valuable team members. I mean, she's not gone from this earth. She just moved on to another job and it cuts like a knife in the words of Brian Adams. And that's why telling you about Indeed hits on a different level for me right now. If only it was possible to get a list of great candidates the moment you post a job online. Well, it is with Indeed Instant Match. The moment you post a sponsored job, you get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. So don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. Indeed Instant Match immediately delivers quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description. You even can invite them to apply right away. And according to Indeed data, candidates you invite are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in the search alone. Plus, with Instant Match, Indeed data shows 90% of employers get quality candidates from Indeed's resume database as soon as they sponsor a job post, according to Indeed data, that is. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent first. Here's what you need to do. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash West. Again, get $75 credit at Indeed.com slash West. That's Indeed.com slash West. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. So you're doing these concerts and you really hadn't had a lot of experience on stage. We were playing at one of, I think it was our first show back from COVID. One of our first shows was a huge festival in Iowa. And you, so you were there playing. Your yes. mom came with you. She yeah. tried, she's the sweetest. She loves you. I know she listens to my podcast, even yeah. if you don't. But um, you and I got to sing your song, My Jesus, during so our show, fun. which was so much fun. I loved that. And so what's been your favorite part of everything happening? Um, you know, there's you're, you're playing a lot of shows. Like you said, you're writing songs. Is it all of the above or, you know, is there a favorite experience that you've had up to this point? Because everything's new. Yes, definitely. I guess just like hearing the stories is my favorite experience and having people come to the the merch table or meet and greet, whatever, and just share how the song has impacted them. And I think just it's fun. I loved traveling even as like a little, little girl. And so that's another cool thing is God planted that in me from a long, like a long time ago. So you're not like shell shocked by being on the road. No, I literally live for it. it. I'm like, I could be on the road all the time. I love it. I love the feeling of traveling, seeing new places. Dunkin' Donuts Um, all around the country. Which is so heartbreaking when you go to like a super small (laughs) town and they don't have one. (laughs) And then I have to like go to like a local coffee shop and it's just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, it's not fair. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I love traveling and yeah. I love just like my band is amazing. I love just having fun and just growing in the Lord together, yeah. you know, and I think that especially being 19, it's just, it's a really fun season. Now you've moved to Nashville. Yeah. I feel like you've brought Kentucky with you. I have. Like, I'm not leaving that In behind. the form of your family yes. coming and visiting, obviously. Totally. Um, but musically, mm-hmm. musically, you're singing about Jesus, but we're bringing the country yeah. to, uh, to the Christian. Jesus music. Yeah, I love with it. You. I mean, so the fun. cowboy boots. Oh, yeah. The whole deal. <laughs> yeah. Talk about like why that's important to you. Talk about your musical influence and, and why you're yeah. passionate about kind of fusing these two worlds together. What's actually really cool is my brother was very influential in music because he would always, he was eight years older. So when he got his license, I was like eight years old. So growing up for those, you know, however many years, it was like everything we did together was always listening to music in the car. And he would always play like Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, country music was his thing. Mm. And so I would be with my parents in their car listening to Christian radio and then in his car listening to country music. So I fell in love with Jesus, but then I also fell in love with country music. And, um, you know, when you live in Kentucky, it's just all around you. Like horses, farm life, it's just, it's everything. So I just loved country music from an early age. And then when I started really getting in after Jacob passed away, I started listening to the songs he would play for me and my sister. And I just like, that made me feel so much closer to him. And I really fell in love with Johnny Cash and Dolly Parton during those seasons. So I would listen to them nonstop. And then when I started writing songs, I was like, I'm not going to leave who I am behind. Like, I'm going to take this with me, yeah. you know? And if it works, it works. If it yes. doesn't, it's fine. But it's like, working. I am, like, I am, I'm just going to be who I am. Yes. And I'm, and I grew up in a, you know, in Lexington, which is a, a big city, but uh, my, my dad's from a small town in Kentucky. And so like, I know both sides yeah. of it. You know, the farm. and the, Totally. Yeah. And that's where I thrive. Like, if I want to just like, it's always going to my granddad's farm. It's being there in that land, in that environment and people just being super sweet and that southern hospitality like that's what i love like you know? what's the the man I, I feel like we keep talking about a song that people can't listen to yet with this no place like home but i know um, the the lines it'll be out though next month it will yeah so the lines from the song the, the couldn't wait for friday yeah couldn't wait for friday, friday 3 p.m you picked me up we were, we were gone, gone again. again. Truck tires on a dirt road. Kentucky Hills out the window. Uh, yeah. Truck tires down. And that's the story <laughs> so of your good. brother picking you up. Yeah. And we would go on a Friday and uh, we'd go to my dad's hometown, which is Barberville, Kentucky. It's a super small town. And we'd go to my granddad's farm. But on the way down, it's south of Lexington. So there are just so many mountains. It's yeah. beautiful. Kentucky mountains are like no other. They're High just point gorgeous. Mountain, yes. Right? So that was on the farm. So we would go to the farm. And uh, there was one particular day where he took me to High Point Mountain and it overlooked all of my granddad's farm and just so mm. much land mm. and neighbor's land. It was beautiful in the whole city of where we were at. And it was so, it was like those moments were the greatest time of my life, like going, yeah. you know, and just the simple things of life. Yeah. Um, but those were the most memorable moments of my life. Favorite Johnny Cash song, go. The Man Who Comes Around. Dang. It's you really do so know. See, if you would have said Ring good. of Fire, I'd be like, she doesn't really listen yeah. to Johnny Cash. Yes. That one is amazing. When and the man um comes around. What's the other one? Um oh God's gonna cut you down. Come on. So good. Uh what about a favorite Dolly Parton song go? Nine to five. Okay. All right. Because come on. No, just That's listen, what okay? Says. <laughs> so we would go to Dollywood a lot because it's only like a few hour drive from Lexington. Yes, yes. And my mom's mom loved country music and Dolly Parton and she's in heaven now. But so my, we would be on the way to Dollywood and my mom would be playing all of these songs she grew up listening to, which was all of the Dolly Parton songs. So I just remember falling in love with, I love the coat of many colors too, but yeah, nine to five is amazing. You know, um, Carly Pierce. Yes. I love her. So she, she was on the podcast, but we've done a duet together, but she worked at Dollywood. That is so cool. Yeah, and then she just got inducted wow. to uh, as a member of the Grand Ole Opry. I saw that. That's so and amazing. And Dolly surprised her with the announcement. That How I would literally die. Did she like that? pass out? I she would about die. passed out. There's a video of it. It's amazing. That is so insane. Um, but you know, Carly's performed at the Opry like 85 times, wow. and uh, I'm way behind her in that. But I love playing the Opry. You're mm-hmm. getting to see a dream come true playing the Grand Ole <sighs> Opry. Insane. September fourth. Are you nervous? You don't seem like any moment gets you nervous. Um, I think I'll be pretty nervous. You for will that. be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. just because you know. I grew up hearing about that. So that to me is a big moment. 
you know, where I get to go on stage and be in the place that Dolly was and all these other incredible artists. But I think it's also cool because, you know, all the people that come to the Grand Ole Opry, they're just random people. They're not coming for necessarily a specific artist. So I get to share the gospel with all of these people. That's, you hit the nail on the head. And for yeah. you to have that perspective already is right on the money. Because sometimes when I've been booked to play the Opry, I'll get this anxiety of feeling like I'm out of place, mm -hmm. right? Because the last time yep. I was there was Luke Combs wow. and, you know, all these, Chris Young, all these country artists yeah. and and I'm like, man, what, you know, mm -hmm. what am I going to do? And the last time I was there, I made a joke about how, you know, normally shows I do don't have an open bar, you know? But <laughs> So I was like, I told him, I was like, Hey, if you're out there and you've had a few too many tonight, we're about to go to church. So, That's so but it, funny. But th you're exactly right. And they're yeah. going to, they're going to love you yeah. and they're going to love your music. That's and so once sweet. they see the cowboy boots, they'll be like, all right. Yes. She's one I of think us. that's the thing. It's like country, <laughs> Christian, you know. But I think that's so cool because all these people, a lot of people just buy a ticket just so they can go to the Grand Ole Opry. And, oh, yeah. and they could be atheists. Like you just don't know what you're working with. Yeah. And so for me to be able to share the gospel and have that kind of platform and, with all these people is such an honor. And it is one of the warmest crowds. Like they want you to win, especially yes. if they know it's your Opry debut. They're rooting yes. for you. I, oh, I, I might so try to get sweet. tickets to come see you. <gasps> I would love It'd be that. be amazing. Or it's maybe, you know, Saturday maybe I got connections. Maybe your team can uh, yeah, we'll get me. You I'll bring my daughters. They love <laughs> yes, me. Yes, I would love that. Guys, I told you how excited I am to have a new sponsor for my podcast, and it's Christian Mingle. But I also told you that I've been waiting for them to call me and ask me to write the official theme song for Christian Mingle, and then I decided... I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to start working on it right now. Here's what I got so far. Christian Mingle. Oh, Christian Mingle. Okay. Actually, now that, I, now that I'm singing out, out loud, I think it definitely needs some work. But if you're looking to make a meaningful, lifelong connection with someone who shares your beliefs, you've got to try Christian Mingle. Okay. Sorry. You got to try Christian Mingle. With over 15 million Christian singles, Christian Mingle is unlike any other faith-based dating site. No joke. Their ability to help members make quality connections is what sets them apart. They've got robust profiles and personalization features that help you connect with other like-minded members. Plus, their suite of communication tools helps you meet more people and make some deeper connections. Finding your true love is one of life's great adventures. So discover why so many Christian singles find love at Christian Me... No, just kidding. Discover why so many Christian singles find love at christianmingle.com slash west. That's christianmingle.com slash west. And I'll keep working on the theme song. So we've been doing this uh, summer of no what ifs. So we're writing here today and you saw a plaque on my wall and you're like, yeah, I listened to that song when I, you said something I like, was like when I was five. four years old, I was like, oh, <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> Wait, what year did that come out? Oh, uh, which song were we talking about? It was the motions. motions. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like 2008. Yeah, I would, I would have been six then. Oh, I was born in 2002. No. <laughs> oh, you hurt. That hurts. But we've been doing this, you know, the, the message of the song I've got on the radio right now is, is just about we get one shot at this life. And yeah, you've already talked that. about, I mean, you have you obviously have a deep understanding that, hey, you know, this life is a gift yes. and this life is brief, Definitely. you know, we're a vapor in the wind. I, I'm just curious for you right now, what is living a know what if life look like? Like what, great what's your definition of that? I think just taking all these opportunities and just living in the moment. And I don't know what tomorrow holds, like none of us do, but just knowing that everything that comes in or every opportunity is, is from God and like taking that and just running with it, you Love know? It. And, um, I just think I'm in that season where it's like, I have no clue what God's doing. Like he's doing miracles. He's, he's so amazing. And so it's just like, whatever God wants, like I'm going to follow. And it's just been a season of like his faithfulness and goodness yeah. coming through. So yeah. I'm really just like ready for all of it to come and just to kind of I love enjoy that. it. Ready so. for all of it. Yeah. I love it. You're stepping into it. You're, you stepped out from the moment you heard him call you yeah. sitting on that piano bench. Yeah. And here definitely. you are now. Look at what, look what happens when your answer to the Lord is yes. Yeah. How cool is that, Anne? Now, like, I mean, in the, and now you're yeah. at the the pinnacle of your career, being a guest on this podcast. So like, cool. look how high. I know. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. 
<laughs> but um, your song, My Jesus, is yeah. like number one on iTunes. It's, yes. it's climbing up the charts. So People are flipping out. You're you're just oh, knocking sweet. it out, out of the park. Thank this you. is going to be an all Ann Wilson episode, by the way. So okay. since you've never listened to the podcast, you wouldn't know that there's a segment of the show <laughs> called Songs from the Story House. Oh. So normally I would say, Ann Wilson, thanks for being my guest. And then I would move on and oh, feature okay. song. But guess what song... We're going to feature. My Jesus. We're going to feature Ann Wilson. So we're going to segue right into the next segment. So now it's time for Songs from the Story House. Today's song from the Story House is by the great, the amazingly talented Ann Wilson. This is My Jesus. Let's take a little bit of a listen to it right here. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. So, Anne, to close out our time together, let's talk about this song. What does this mm. song mean to you? It means everything to me. You know, you came in with that title to that right that day, but that had been brewing in my yeah. You you're the one that said like my Jesus, huh. but I had you didn't you didn't know the story at the time, but I had always referred to God as my Jesus. So in my journals, have I told you this? No. I think I think I told you at the right. I think well, we had we this, started, yeah, because yeah, we I, had yes, this conversation. Yes, yes, but yes. basically, I had once Jacob died, I started journaling, and so I had all these journals over the years where I would I looked back one day and I realized that like I never wrote anything but my Jesus. I only referred to him as my Jesus. Oh, that is so. You can sweet. even look back on Instagram posts oh, and see that it was like my Jesus. It was like what that I gives me chills thinking him. about that. So amazing. And so when you said that. Or Jeff Pardo actually had texted me that earlier that morning. And I was like, has he like been reading my post or something? Because that is literally like, I only say my Jesus. Like on social media? Yeah. Like I just didn't know if, yeah. Like you can look back on old posts and it was like, I just, it was my Jesus. And so, um, and then we wrote the song, obviously, and it was amazing. And I just remember like getting in my car and I was just crying because it was like, it felt like, it was just such a beautiful reminder that he's a personal God. And that's actually how I became a Christian was having a Bible teacher come to my school and teach us that he like actually cares about you and he wants to know you and have Mm. a relationship with you. Mm. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things is a lot of like stereotypes for Christians is like, you know, we follow rules, we do this, we do that. But it's actually, we have a relationship with God and we don't have to come perfect. We don't have to come with everything together. We can come as we are to the Lord and like he looks past all of that. And so um, it's honestly my favorite song I've ever written. And it's so good. Is there a line, I'm curious because I'm trying to think of what my favorite line, you know how you, not to pick favorites, but like sometimes there's a line that even when you're singing it, you're like, Man, that feels like, mm-hmm. is there a line in the song that stands out to you that is, I don't know, that captures the heart of the song yeah. the most? I mean, I think the let my Jesus change your life. At the very end? Yeah, because it's like. Especially the way you sing it. Let oh, my Jesus. So it's like it's testifying. Just, it's just amazing because it's like he's changed my life so much and he has transformed me and taken me from, you know, something that I just, it was not good to now like just redeemed me and restored me and forgiven me. But I would say that my favorite, you're going to know what this is because you're the one that came up with it. My favorite like moment though in the song oh, is that chord, the chord, you know, like the, oh, <laughs> it's so good. And we're going to call it the it's Ann like, Wilson chord. Yes. Like we were at that, I think we were in the right and you're yes. the one that did it on your guitar. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then like our co-writer Jeff like rolled his <laughs> eyes or something. You're yeah. Like, he was like, that's no. the chord. Yeah. And then sure enough, the chord had to stay in there. It was so, 
I and think it's, the a, listener, it's a great moment too. Like, it's it's at the very end of the the third verse. Third verse, which is so it's who would take my cross to Calvary, pay the price for all my guilty, who would care that much about me? Let, let me, me tell you about, about my Jesus. Jesus, and then yeah. let me tell you about, about my Jesus. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> which when we played this live in Iowa, yeah, you were like, "Hey, play that. Make sure you play that chord, yeah. and then sing a cool harmony over." <laughs> And I couldn't hear it. And so I was like, That's so uh, funny. Did you end up doing it? No, I sang oh. the wrong note or something. I'm just glad That's you didn't so hear it. Funny. I would have been embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, it's um, amazing. So we're going to post links to uh, where people can watch the music video, which is yeah. powerful. You've got a live performance of the song. Mm. We've got a duet version of the song that oh, we've released so from good. the Story House. Yes, yeah, so much And fun. Uh, of course, people can stream the song wherever they listen to music. Yep. And people are wearing this song out in the best way. So. So, so sweet. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna send them out listening to a little bit more of my Jesus, and then I'd love to have you come back and, and be on the podcast again. We'll talk I about more songs, that. and yes. I just want to say it's been an honor to Aww. to get to know you, to get to know your family, and to be part of you know part of your story. And your story is mm. going to impact so many people. And what a fitting way Thank to you. begin your voice speaking to the world, telling them about. Your Jesus, the one who's brought you through some of the hardest days in your life. And that message is resonating because there's a lot of people going through the hardest days of their life. So yeah. I want to encourage you, Ann Wilson. God Thank has great so plans much. for you. Thank you. It means the world that you asked me to be on here. And as I've told you, like I grew up listening to your music. So it's such an honor that I even know you <laughs> and can call you friend and that we wrote uh, the first single together. And just so grateful for on. you and the way that you have believed in me and just like really like just brought me through this season of being a new artist and you're well, such a good friend and I'm just so grateful for you and your family. I do believe in you and I think Thank the best you. is yet to come. Maybe we'll get to do a tour together one of these oh days. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But for now, let's go to Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Right? <laughs> and we'll see take my cross to Calvary Pay the price for all my guilty Who would care that much about me Let me tell you about my Jesus Oh. He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and His grace is free And the good news is I know that He can do for you what He's done for me Let me tell you about He's my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why the last segment of every show, you guys know what it is. It's dad advice. Cue that music. He is my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why this segment is called Dad Advice. Dad, thanks so much for joining me as always. Thanks, Matthew. Always good to be with you. You've got a birthday coming up. Um, I do. I do. In just a couple of days. Oh, uh, yeah, a few days. How old are you going to be? I'm going to be 71. 71. Well, yeah. happy birthday to you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you probably can speak with great authority on today's topic when we're talking about no what ifs. We're talking about the word regrets. And I'm not saying you can speak with authority because you have so many of them. <laughs> yeah. But just uh, in your life, I mean, in every one of our lives, we've got to learn to deal with the mistakes we've made and the regrets that follow. Um, but I think you've got some good words of wisdom of how to live without being ruled by those regrets. Yes, well, I, I sure hope so. And uh, to all the men out there, I think they wrestle a lot with having regrets because there's so much on their plate. And uh, our key verse for today, Philippians 3, 13 and 14, Paul said, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press on to receive the heavenly prize. Now we're talking, what if I live a life of no regrets? Our focus is regrets. Your uh, new song, What If, and your new video uh, repeats the phrase, no regrets in the end, six times. 
six times. The word regret is defined as to feel sad, repentant, or disappointed, or grieved over something that has happened or been done, especially a loss or missed opportunity. The question I have to start with is, when do people think more about regrets? When they are younger or, or when they are older? Well, certainly. I mean, the the more you live, the longer you live, the the more chance you have and time you have to rack up those regrets for sure. Yes, and and as I get older, and you ask me my age, I I'm really thinking about you know, is what I'm doing is it going to bring regrets or is it going to bring joy at the end? Um, a good illustration of that is my dad. Um, my dad died in 1982 at the age of 74. I was 32 years old. And Matthew, you were five years old, along with your brother, Joel, who was three years old. And um, when my dad was dying, we were around his hospital bed and we were singing and praying. And I was holding my dad's hand and he looked up to me and whispered in his frail voice, I took a lot of things for granted, son. And uh, right there, I was taught, I need to look at how I'm living at 32, because one day I'm going to be in my 70s, and here it is. And I want to be able to look back and have no regrets. Two things we want to zero in on real quick. What causes regrets? We all have regrets. What causes them? Well, one, decisions and choices can result in regret. Here's a good quote. At the end of the day, let there be no excuses, no explanations, no regrets. Life is filled with decisions and choices. What we fail to ask ourselves before making those choices in the end, will this choice bring regrets? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your steps. And then another thing that uh, can cause regrets is our words and our actions that come from those words. James 1.19, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Speaking or acting in anger can result in regret. Here's a good quote. Do nothing without deliberation, and when you have acted, do not regret it. In other words, don't make haste in a lot of your choices and decisions. Think about it. Pray about it. Make deliberation. And then just we want to end this with how to deal with regrets. Because if I were to ask all of us right now what your biggest regret in life is, most of us would have an immediate answer pop into your mind. Why? Because regret, unless it is dealt with, never goes away. And the devil makes sure of that. He's going to pound your head in with your bad choices in the past, and he'll never let you go. Um, Two good examples in the Bible, Judas and Peter. Judas regretted how he betrayed Jesus. His regret led to his death. Peter regretted how he had treated Jesus and his life was transformed. And I want to challenge all of those that are listening, no matter where you are in, in your life, let me challenge you today to allow God to remove your regrets and flood your heart and mind with his love and peace. And I love, uh, I want to end with two quotes. Be so busy loving God and others and loving your life that you have no time for regret, worry, fear, or drama. And then Billy Graham said, I have never known a man who received Christ and ever regretted it. With the regrets that we have by our choices coming to Christ removes those regrets. And David, a man with many regrets, prayed in Psalm 51, 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Bring it back, Lord. Take away those regrets. And I close with the words of your song. What if today's the only day I got? I don't want to waste it if it's my last shot. No regrets in the end. I want to know I got no what ifs. It's a good word, Dad. Thanks. Hey, that's the show for today. I want to thank my guest, Ann Wilson, for joining me. Be sure to support her. Go find her music. And uh, she's going to be releasing some more music really soon. And we continue to write songs together. It's so much fun just to see her uh, begin to take off and people falling in love with her voice. 
her songs, and her story. We're going to post links to her music at the official podcast page, which is matthewwest.com slash podcast. And, you know, for all things that I've got going on, matthewwest.com, you can find it out there. We're taking a trip to Israel next March. I would love for you to join us. Uh, you can get your uh, What If t-shirt. If you're making this a summer of no what ifs and you want everybody else around you to know it, pick up the t-shirt, make it official, all those things. Hey, I also want to thank my dad for always joining us. If you need prayer, if you need support, if there's something going on in your life, or if you just want to share your story of what God's doing in your life, our ministry is there for you. Pop We, P-O-P-W-E. Go to popwe.org today. You can record a video and share your story. You can submit a prayer request. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can sign up to begin receiving a free weekly devotional straight to your email inbox, free of charge, as a weekly encouragement from our ministry to you. So speaking of ministry, I hope that you see this podcast as an extension of that ministry because I hope every week encourages you and reminds you that God has big plans for you and your story. All right? No what ifs. It's your story for his glory. I'll see you next week. Seriously, I, I, I do.